Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 8. The Amateur Fireman. Part 2. Oh, come away, Peter, come away, said Bobby and Phyllis in agonized unison. Not me, said Peter, but you'd better. The girls climbed to the top of the bank and stood ready to bolt for home as soon as they saw their brother out of danger. The way home lay all downhill. They knew that they all ran well. The bargee did not look as if he did. He was red-faced, heavy, and beefy. But as soon as his foot was on the towing path, the children saw that they had misjudged him. He made one spring up the bank and caught Peter by the leg, dragged him down, set him on his feet with a shake, took him by the ear, and said sternly, Now nah, then, what do you mean by it? Don't you know these air waters is preserved? You ain't no right catching fish here, not to say nothing of your precious cheek. Peter was always proud afterwards, when he remembered that, with the bargee's furious fingers tightening on his ear, the bargee's crimson countenance close to his own, the bargee's hot breath on his neck, and he had the courage to speak the truth. I wasn't catching fish, said Peter. That's not your fault, I'll be bound, said the man, giving Peter's ear a twist. Not a hard one, but still a twist. Peter could not say that it was. Bobby and Phyllis had been holding onto the railings above and skipping with anxiety. Now suddenly Bobby slipped through the railings and rushed down the bank towards Peter, so impetuously that Phyllis, following more temperately, felt certain that her sister's descent would end in the, in the waters of the canal and so it would have done if the bargee hadn't let go of Peter's ear and caught her in his jerseyed arm. Oh, are you a shovin' of, he said, setting her on her feet. Oh, said Bobby breathless, breathless. I'm not shoving anybody, at least not on purpose. Please don't be cross with Peter. Of course, if it's your canal, we're sorry and we won't any more. but we didn't know it was yours. Get along with you, said the bargee. Yes, we will, indeed we will, said Bobby earnestly. But we do beg your pardon, and really we haven't caught a single fish. I'd tell you directly if we had, honor bright I would. She held out her hands, and Phyllis turned out her little empty pocket to show that really they hadn't any fish concealed about them. Well, said the bargee more gently, cut along then, I doubt you do it again, that's all. The children hurried up the bank. Chuck us a coat, Maria, shouted the man, and a red-haired woman in a green plaid shawl came out from the cabin door with a baby in her arms and threw a coat to him. He put it on, climbed the bank, and slouched along across the bridge towards the village. You'll find me up at the Rosen Crown when you've got the kid to sleep, he called to her from the bridge. When he was out of sight, the children slowly returned. Peter insisted on this. The canal may belong to him, he said, though I don't believe it does, but the bridge is everybody's. Dr. Forrest told me it's public property. I'm not going to be bounced off the bridge by him or anyone else, so I tell you. Peter's ear was still sore, and so were his feelings. The girls followed him as gallant soldiers might follow the leader of a forlorn hope. I do wish you wouldn't, was all they said. Go home if you're afraid, said Peter. Leave me alone. I'm not afraid. The sound of the man's footsteps di died away along the quiet road. The peace of the evening was not broken by the notes of the sedge warblers or by the voice of the woman in the barge singing her baby to sleep. It was a sad song she sang, something about Bill Bailey and how she wanted him to come home. The children stood leaning their arms on the parapet of the bridge. They were glad to be quiet for a few minutes. 
because all three hearts were beating much more quickly. I'm not going to be driven away by any old bargeman, I'm not, said Peter thickly. Of course not, said Phyllis soothingly. You didn't give in to him, so now we might go home, don't you think? No, said Peter. Nothing more was said till the woman got off the barge, climbed the bank, and came across the bridge. She hesitated, looking at the three backs of the children. Then she said, Ahem. Peter stayed as he was, but the girls looked around. You mustn't take no notice of my bill, said the woman. His bark's worse than his bite. Some of the kids down Farleyway is fair terrors. It was him put his back up, calling out about who ate the puppy pie under Marlow Bridge. Who did? asked Phyllis. I don't know, said the woman. Nobody don't know. But somehow, and I don't know the why nor the wherefore of it, them words is pison to a barge master. Don't you take no notice. He won't be back for two hours, good. You might catch a power of fish afore that. The light's good and all, she added. Thank you, said Bobby. You're very kind. Where's your baby? Asleep in the cabin, said the woman. He's all right. Never wakes afore twelve. Regular as a church clock, he is. I'm sorry, said Bobby. I would have liked to see him close, too. And a finer you never did see, miss, though I says it. The woman's face brightened as she spoke. Aren't you afraid to leave it, said Peter. None of you know, said the woman. I'd heard a thing like him. Sides, spots there. Too long. The woman went away. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.